Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Factor podcast. Our mission is simple, to help late teens and young adults conquer fear by applying faith to their lives. We hope that you'll not only be able to learn something from our podcast, but that you'll be able to take it and apply it to your own life. With that being said, let's dive right into God's Word on this week's episode of The Faith Factor. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Faith Factor, where we just had a whole messed up recording. So we're going to do this lickety-split as fast as we can, talk about this in as most detail as fast as possible. Welcome to New Year's Resolutions, guys. Go. <laughs> what did you just say? I talk that like Zach. No I talk sense. like Zach texts. No, no punctuation. Sense. Okay. You said Caitlin. the ruthless Caitlin. elimination of hurry is yeah. what I need to do right now. All right, uh, Caitlin, please kick us off. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, what habits? What uh, What do you want to implement into this next year? Well, um, a few of mine would be one to love others. You know, even though they might be hard to love, they might be kind of stressful or annoying a little bit you know it, it, it can be hard to love everyone she looked at me when she said that i actually looked at zach <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me last time when she know, said that yeah. so my my resolution this year um was to uh n- cut out like unhealthy drinks so i'm going to be drinking water black coffee and black tea and i don't even like black tea so it's probably going to be black water and black black water <laughs> water and black coffee what about green tea Good I mean, like black tea, like nothing in it. That's what I mean. Like okay. I don't but like green tea. Green tea is healthy. Yeah, no, I know it's healthy. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I meant black tea as in, like, when you say that black yeah. coffee, there's nothing in it. That's yeah. what I meant. I know. I'm just but messing I meant, with yeah, you. Like tea. I'm, I'm just we'll be praying. So, for like, you, no Eric. sweet tea, which I don't even like sweet tea. Sorry, Texas people. Do you like unsweet tea? Bless your heart. I'm not a tea person. I like unsweet tea, and everyone like wants to kill me when I say that. Unsweet tea. Cool. Okay. They give Zach, what is your resolution? So my resolution is to slow down a bit into this next year. Um, I'm, I brought the book with me just because I forget the title every time. It's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, uh, John Mark Homer, which is so great in this context. Of we get to take <laughs> our time. Like, this is very ironic. <laughs> but um, I found myself uh, this last year of me hurrying through events, uh, whether if I was talking to people, I would overbook my schedule, and I felt so burned out um because i just put a ton on my plate that i shouldn't have had Mm -hmm. so um while i was reading through uh this book it it mentioned this central idea of it's impossible to love someone when you're constantly in a hurry you know if you just imagine um even if you're on a date with someone and you're you know it's like you pick them up you drive to the restaurant you drive to the movie and then you drive home immediately as fast as you can and like you speed eat and you're just being annoying and obnoxious that entire time wanting to go 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 you understand at that point you are rushing through and you're missing the entire central of idea why you're there it's a waste of time exactly because you weren't able to actually get to know that person they weren't able to get to know you because you're just rushing the whole time exactly and if you're rushing through life you know and you're rushing through uh volunteering church events being with friends you know it's impossible to show love to them it's impossible to show the love of god when you can't be that personable and yeah as we were talking before we were recording um I booked up my schedule way too much today to the point I had to look around and go, you know what? This is going to end very badly. Let me restructure this a little bit. And the entire purpose behind it was I wanted to show appreciation for what we're doing and also for the different people I'd be around. I want to be able to be 100% present with where I am. Yeah. 
And I feel that too yeah. because I mean, you know, that's how I, I I catch myself doing the same thing whenever I'm having a conversation with someone. I'm, you know, my mind is just going like ten thousand miles an hour, and I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next. Whenever they're talking to me, I'm like, what am I going to say when they're not talking anymore? And then I realize I'm not actually listening to what they're saying. Um, I'm only giving them like. 50% of my attention when I should be giving them my full attention. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> full attention. <laughs> attention, you know. And the and, thing... Uh, <clears throat> sorry, you can finish. Well, I was just going to say, and we're also called to be peaceful, you know, and that's not a very peaceful life if you're just always looking to what's next, what's going to happen, like what you're saying on the date, like you're just like ready, ready to get it over with. That's what it sounds like, you know, and <laughs> that's not a very peaceful life, you know, so just take your time be content in the moment and give people your full attention. And the thing is like society nowadays praises like working 80 hours a week Mm -hmm. and just, or, you know, working 80 hours a week or, you know, going from this thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, waking up the next day and going to this thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing and where you don't have any time to just like, like breathe, Yeah. you know? And like, that's, that's the thing about, yeah, society just praises that. And that's all like, you know, if you want to make money, you got to work, you know, work hard, work. I mean, you know, people say like as a business owner like they work 80 hours a week to start Mm -hmm. off and then eventually it dies down but like for three to five years 80 hours a week that's insane yeah that's literally i have a friend who works 72 right now which is insane to me it's 12 hour days six days a week 80 is like yeah i love love you bro but like man it's it slow down <laughs> yeah the world calls that efficiency but we call that here pretty much a future breakdown that's going to happen yeah, yeah. i mean there's something i was reading today was talking about um you go to jesus because his uh, yoke is easy that doesn't mean it's a vacation it doesn't mean you rest and do absolutely nothing yoke is a t- uh, farming tool so when it, whenever you hear that term yoke, it means that there will still be work done, but you do it through Jesus. You do it because you're taking his lot or you're taking him into your life and you're applying it. So the other way I've been thinking about this as I go through this book and think about the next year of does my current schedule and how I live reflect and invite Jesus into my life so I can reflect into others. Yeah, we got to find the time for him. Like you're saying, I mean, does my schedule allow Jesus? It should be, really, it should be, does my schedule allow for this thing, you know, this fun thing that I want to do? Because, I mean, that maybe sometimes that's how you relax. But I don't know, for me, like, I find a lot of, within reason, a lot of um, my, like, regeneration, not regeneration, recuperation is just literally when I sit down and read the Word. Mm-hmm. Like 30 minutes, you know, yeah. I'm not even 30 minutes a day. When I just wake up... And I just read the word. That's what I was doing. I was reading, I'm reading through Revelation right now. And um, when I woke up this morning, like I was, I wasn't exhausted, but I was just like, I felt like I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. And I was kind of burnt out with that. Um, Cause I would have been in Nebraska with my family all week. That's where I spent my Christmas and I love my family to death, <laughs> but I'm also very annoying. And we're, we're all very different people. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> Here's the thing about my family. I, I'm the annoying one there. We're very I different people. It. Yeah. We're very different <laughs> people. My, yeah, my whole family is very like chill and calm and they're like, you know, just kind of like under the radar. My mom, not so much a little bit. She's kind of like in between and then I'm all the way up here. Just like always have to go. And so when you're around people that aren't like that, it wears you out. 
Yeah. And so it kind of, I got on my nerves a little bit too. I really like Monday, the day before we left, I'm just like, I want to go home, please. Cause I was sleeping on the couch mm-hmm. and people would wake up in the middle of the night and it was, it was a little annoying there. But like when I got home, I, you know, slept through the night and then I woke up and I was like, <gasps> and I realized that the thing I hadn't done all week because I was with them was I hadn't read my Bible. And so I just like literally threw it down and like, not literally, but oh put God. it on my desk. <laughs> I threw and it And I down. just, I read a chapter Goodness. and I was like, I don't want to stop. And so I read another chapter and, you know, highlighting, underlining things. And after probably about 20 minutes of that, I was just like, huh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And that's, like, that's how you rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, that that's like another resolution that I'm going to be working towards this year is just having that intentional morning routine and nighttime routine. As soon as I wake up, I'm going to take it slow, which means I, I, I would have to wake up earlier, obviously, mm-hmm. because I have to be at work at 730. And, you know, so yeah. that's kind of sad. But, you know, I, I, I want to make it a point to as soon as I wake up, I want to just be spending time with Jesus. I want to, you know, read my Bible, have my Bible reading plan with me and just that that be how I start my day same thing whenever I'm about to go to sleep I need to you know maybe say no to some friends who want to come over because I you know I need to spend time with Jesus because I notice I gotta work on that because I love hanging out with people I love talking to people I love you know just like watching a movie with them and you know and like that is how I rest but that's not really how I rest I guess I don't know I don't really know how to explain that but I can tell a difference whenever I spend time with these people and then I just go straight to sleep after that and then I wake up I feel so tired I'm like oh I I just I feel like I didn't get good rest on the other hand if I were to go to if I were to say no to them maybe and then you know I spend time with Jesus and I read my bible and I'm intentional with my time with him and I talk with him and I worship him and then I just fall asleep so peacefully and then I wake up so peacefully and I just feel so good and uh, rejuvenated throughout the day. Like I f- have so much energy and just ready to, you know, spread Jesus, <laughs> spread his word, you know. So, yeah, that that's what I'm going to be working on. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. This last year, uh, part of me being way too busy, uh, a lot of it's like I just lost time to read the Bible and spend that time. You know, there was times where a lot of weeks I was consistent, then there were ones I wasn't, and it seemed to go back and forth a lot. And the whole reason was I made myself way too busy to slow down and actually spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And there were even a lot of times where, you know, um, I'm part of a Bible study group, and to do it, you know, we have to go through a chapter of a book and or go through a set of chapters in the Bible. And I found myself of like, ah, I have to do this or else everyone's going to see that I failed. And I saw that more as a checklist and pressure. And so I hurried through it. And part of my resolution, a lot like y'all's, is to stick to a Bible reading plan and to be really intentional with time with God, because that's probably one of the places I fell short this last year. Uh, my sister got me a Bible reading plan for Christmas um, where it tells you how to read the, through the Bible chronologically uh, through the time periods. And that's what I've started doing this last week, um, starting day four tomorrow, been consistent there. But every time I go through it and I'm spending intentional time with God and I'm making time for him, I'm excited every time and I get so much out of it. And I really do feel that uh, being rejuvenated and like what Caitlin was talking about is you, you find rest after it. If you just spend that time meditating and spending time with God and with his word and you have that different kind of energy kind of bursting forth. Yeah. And I, I just, I, just I, I know that's not 
Mm. I wanted to point out that it, it, the way we were kind of talking about it, it sounds like, oh, if you just spend time with God, then you will immediately just have this energy. But that's not what we were saying. You know, mm. I just wanted to clarify, you know, it means that you are actually talking with God and you actually have that relationship with God and you're reading your Bible meaningfully. It's not just a task that you're checking off your list. You yeah. know, you're not just magically going to have all of this energy whenever you just open up your Bible. You know, it's not magic. You know, you, you have to have a relationship with God. I just want to. I can open my Bible and read it as much as I want, just mm-hmm. like I could open up uh, any book, a C.S. Lewis book, and read it as much as I want. But it's not going to mean anything to me unless I actually take the time to figure out, like, interpret, find out the meaning, and, like, I mean, remember it and learn it. Yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, that's what I was talking about. I did this last year. Sometimes it really was a task, and sometimes it was just like, all right, I'm going to open it up because I know I should do it. Mm-hmm. And. That was, and this is me understanding now, like, I can't just sit there and let it be this idea of it's, it's because I have to spend time with God. It's because I, it's because I get to, and what I missed was that meditation and spending time and having that relationship with him. So regardless, that's still me going forward in this next year of what do I want to do? It's, I want to continue to have a relationship with God, but find ways to spend more meaningful and intimate time with him. So for our last so for our last little part of this segment, how do we bring Jesus into New Year's? What can we do other than than what we just kind of discussed with slowing down and actually taking our time to incorporate Jesus into a morning routine or a night routine or finding time to slow down and incorporate Jesus into it? What else can we do to bring Jesus into New Year's? Pray. I mean, that's what I would do. I would just pray. I don't know if that's the question that you're asking, but kind of I'm, I'm I, yeah. like I'm. I would pray and just ask for God to lead me into the new year, you know, to have, like, give him, give me opportunities to serve him in this new year. Um, I mean, I don't, is that what you're, I mean, kind of like, I was almost saying like, I mean, like, what are, what are ways that we can, I mean, like that, like, you know, either have God lead us into the new year, like, or what are ways that we can use the, like, what are some examples of the new year that we can use to like have Jesus talks? You know, because like some of us, not everyone yeah. is going to be are going to be going to some maybe like New Year's parties, hopefully without drinking and things like that. But even without those, there are people there who are non-believers that are going to be there. And if I had I ended up having a conversation with, you know, Sam over here who doesn't know Jesus, what can I do to like segue my way into Jesus instead of, you know, just being like, hey, here's this Jesus guy. And he's like, bro, it's New Year's. Shut up. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, I think the first Part of it is, does your entire life reflect of what God or who God is? Does he truly go, does he truly live in your heart and reflect into your actions? Because let's say you are at a party with Sam, you know, and you want to go up and randomly talk about Jesus one day and he knows what your lifestyle is. Does your lifestyle give God a good reputation? Yeah, that's a good point. So I would say like, that's kind of where my heart goes to first, but I've found there's aspects of my life where God has came up and I, it's, it seems to be unprompted because of a lifestyle or it's because of curiosity, you know, um, like I was talking about this with the, with some friends the other day of, uh, some of uh, my friends, we meet up and do a Bible study in public and just at one of these, uh, at a coffee shop and just a couple of times that one of those is me. Thank you, Eric. The rest will remain nameless for now, but, (laughs) 
every once in a while a barista there may say why like how often have y'all been meeting like you know we see you come same day same time every week and that's just a great opening there for that conversation but I, i've i've heard testimonials from the guys about going to work and people ask questions why do you live differently and i've gotten the questions they have and it's truly been that door that's opened yeah because your life gives off such a good reputation it it makes you credible to speak for god yeah because they're going to see you living differently than the rest of the world and they're going to wonder why yeah an example from that bible study too not just the baristas well, there was a guy there um, that was playing music over Christmas. Do you remember that, Zach? Mm-hmm. Oh, I and remember. He was, yeah, he was a I really, almost cried. He was a really nice guy. He was playing beautiful <laughs> music, and he it was it was Christian music and worship music. And so I kind of had that presumption already that he was probably a Christ follower. But we were there, and you know, we had our Bibles open. We were all discussing. He just came up to us and was like, "Man, it's so great to see young people like on fire for Jesus and like mm-hmm. in the Word." And I almost cried too a little bit, but he was just like, "We're I'm so happy to see that because you guys are the next generation. I'm not going to be here much longer. That oh. sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't think he actually said he that. He did not he say that say last that, part. But he was, he was basically, you know, he was an old dad, so Aww. not too old, but hopefully he doesn't listen yeah. to this. Um, but yeah, if Eric. you if if you want to have like, it's so important. I know we go back to community, but like that uh, Bible study, that's really where. I believe was what keeps me really grounded, especially with my faith. And those are people that keep me accountable and they call me out when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, these are not guys that say you're doing great 24 seven. These are guys that literally sat me down. It's like, Zach, it's okay to take a breath every now and then like this entire, (laughs) this entire idea of me, this next year of slowing down came from them. So, I mean, it was um, hard to hear because you always think you're right, but it was me being surrounded by people truly, uh, truly looking out for me has meant a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Zach, would you like to pray us out? Dear Helen, Father, Lord, God, thank you so much uh, for this time where we got to come here and just have this open discussion about the plans for this new year that you're using all of us. God, I know that we have very individual uh, gifts and those listening. God, I want to pray uh, for each of our callings that you're calling us to. God, I know that they're different, um, but God, I pray that into the new year that we'll be able to speak out boldly into the areas that you call us. And wherever you tell us to lead, that we'll do that with confidence because we're doing it through you, God. Uh, Lord, just please keep us. Uh, Lord, just please let us have clarity into this new year about what you're wanting us to. God, I pray that everyone will have a community around them to have exactly what they need and to accomplish everything that you are calling them for this year. Do not let us be timid, but let us be bold through you. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for tuning in to the FFF Fast Faith, Fast Faith Factor today because we had to quit speed run it. Oh, um, <laughs> the FFF. Love you guys. Have a great new year and uh, go spread the love of Christ. Amen. Amen. Peace. Peace.